Welcome to the Clarinet Podcast, the show about all that's new and neat with clarinet, with the neatest people in the industry. You can support the ongoing production of this independently produced program by donating to our Patreon at clarinet.com support. Supporters get early access to extended ad-free podcasts and exclusive access to patron-only episodes and live events. And now for today's Halloween special episode of the Clarinet Podcast, getting scary good at auditions, a conversation with nobody. For me, it's just about winning the audition, knowing that I'm there, that I'm that I'm doing my gig, uh, and, and then I just move on to the next one. I'm like, like a Navy SEAL. I drop in, I hit it, and I get out. Today on the podcast, I'm excited to be joined by nobody who is absolutely the scariest person on the entire audition circuit. And as he says in the podcast, that one of the best tips of advice he has for auditions in general is to simply not go to an audition that he's already going to. So this is a really interesting conversation. I think there's a lot of value here. I don't know of any other person in the world who's won quite as many auditions as nobody has probably for decades. It's just been an ongoing battle. So he explains why he does this, how he does it, and shares some really interesting tips tips for beginner players and, and older players alike. So really, really great episode here. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you enjoy today's conversation with nobody. Today's episode of the show is brought to you in part by Jadario Woodwinds and their new weekly trivia show called Don't Blow It. You can check it out every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time on their Instagram channel. And if you know the right answers to the questions, you might even have the chance to win some amazing new gear. By the way, if you haven't checked out Jadario's new reserve clarinet reads, you're in for a real treat. They're using some amazing new technology and manufacturing techniques that are helping achieve super consistent results. These reeds are now available for E-flat, B-flat, and bass clarinet, and you can pick up a box at your local music store. Or, if you want to order online, you can head right now to clarinet.com reeds. Just a disclaimer, this is obviously a work of comedy meant for a Halloween special episode. If you don't find this funny or for any reason you don't want to listen, please feel free to tune in again next time for a more serious conversation on the Clarinet Podcast. So today we've got a really special guest on the podcast. I'm here with Noah Buddy, who wins almost, well, it seems like most of the auditions over the past couple of years. Noah, welcome to the podcast. Sean, thank you very much for having me. First of all, I'd like to clarify that my name is not Nahal Buddy, it's Nahal Buddy. Oh, okay, wow. It seems like you're winning just jobs all over the place. It must be, you know, I'm lucky enough to catch you on a five-minute break. Uh, between dual, was it 16-hour or 20-hour practice sessions? Well, Sean... Following back years ago, when I began the craft of preparing to win all of these auditions, I decided that the only way to do it was just to hammer out two to three, sometimes four, eight-hour rehearsal schedules and sessions every day, eight days a week. My God, everyone's been looking for a way to get more than 24 hours in a day for years. How did you do it? You know, Sean... When you play two clarinets at the same time, which I sometimes do to work the right and the left hand independently, which then again focuses on the right and the left brain independently, um, I've managed to basically double my time. So I'm really getting 48 hours in a 24-hour span. It's amazeballs. That's amazing. So you're also preparing for the first and second chair audition at the same time? Usually I don't really waste my time with the second chair because most of the time I'm really just winning the principal chairs. But... Yeah, I'll take the second chair, I'll take the bass, hell, I'll even take the oboe audition, too. <laughs> That's amazing. So when did you start the clarinet? I started the clarinet when I was 32 years old. Somewhat of a late bloomer. And you're just came, 33 now, right? Uh, I, I'm actually 41. Oh, sorry. I came to it uh, as a soprano sax virtuoso. Um, I really 
got my start in music uh, as a uh, saxophone player and I decided that after watching all these other people not win auditions, I just decided to just give her in the clarinet world. Wow, and which, which side of the mouth did you play out of for the soprano sax? Oh, classic move. Kenny G right out of the left side. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> I hear that's the trick. That's the trick indeed. So, you know, tell me a little bit more about your practice techniques. And I know you're dual practicing and effectively doubling your time. What about the bass clarinet also? I mean, are you ever tripling your time? You know, the bass clarinet is an instrument that should be looked at and treated with great reverence. I've never really been able to focus my time on the bass clarinet. I, I'm sure that if I did, I'd win every audition on that too, but it's just not my focus right now. My focus is just the B-flat clarinet. You know, Sean, I just want to let you know, I'm not one of these players that subscribes to the whole idea of playing the B-flat and the A clarinet. I figure that you should just transpose. So that's what I do. I go in with, I got a great B-flat clarinet, and I just go in there and I give her, and that's the end of it. Is it one of those ones, the extended range key on the bottom, so you never miss out? You mean like one of those special wacko tuning keys on the bottom of the clarinet? Get you down to that low E-flat so you can play the A clarinet range just if you need it? Because yeah. you're a master at transposition, obviously. Thank you, thank you. Thank no, you. No, of you, course. You no. know, what, what it really is for me, I don't do any of these special instruments. I don't do any of these special tuning keys and things like that. I just lip it up and lip it down as I need to. <laughs> but really, I've got this clarinet. I actually have two great clarinets. And and they've just they've gotten me through. And why be a gear nut if you just don't need to be? Except I do have a special barrel that was crafted for me. I can't get into it specifically. It was it was an homage to all of the competitions and auditions I was winning. But really, I just I play these clarinets and that's what I play. What are they? Is it like a, one of the carrot clarinets or the... No, Sean, please. You don't win the kind of auditions I'm winning when you're playing on a carrot clarinet. No, I play a 1935 solid sterling silver Orsi clarinet. Uh, if you've ever seen or played a solid silver clarinet, it's absolutely unbelievable. And then I play this really old Normandy clarinet. It's sort of like a... Basically like an early Schreiber model, but oh, it's just unbelievable the resonance the tone the upper partials the way that they vary at exactly the right megahertz it's it's the secret sauce well i guess you kind of want that tuning inconsistency inconsistency too if you're if you're lipping everything up and down some of the notes just might be more in place that way you know and that's the that's really the thing is that you know i have to take into account where i'm actually um where i'm auditioning and where i'm playing in the hall and sometimes you know people are tuning it a440, A442, A469. I mean, you just gotta do what the hall and the music director require. Also, you know, they've been riding it like A419.258. <laughs> Unreal. That's insane. So how do you manage this rehearsal and performance schedule? It must be insane. Do you Skype into rehearsal or? You know, there's really no need to Skype into rehearsal. What I do is I win my jobs and then I kind of just give them up and keep going. And, um, you know, really it's, for me, it's just about winning the audition, knowing that I'm there, that I'm, that I'm doing my gig, uh, and, and then I just move on to the next one. I'm like I'm like a Navy SEAL. I drop in, I hit it, and I get out. So you're kind of, uh, you've kind of made a career out of the process, which everyone, everyone hopes the process will lead to a job, but you've really settled into the process, and you, you do it better than anyone else. The process is the job, Sean. I mean, if, if your listeners can take away anything, 
it's number one, I rock, and number two, the process is the job. Do you ever worry that if you were to, uh, you kind of work on a step down clarinet instead of a step up clarinet, that's probably just to temper your ability, um, but what if you were to use a, a fantastic instrument, would there be any jobs left for the rest of us? You know, I think there always are. There are some cities and towns that I just, I just quite frankly don't want to live in. Uh, the town's got to have a good coffee shop. It's got to have super fresh sushi. That's sort of one of my mainstays right before an audition. So, you know, I, I think that there's lots of, uh, there's lots of fresh meat to go around. Uh, it's not necessarily just about, you know, more auditions. So how do you pay the bills if you never actually land the jobs? Like you, you accept the job and then you sort of just leave. Sean, that's a great question, and thank you for asking me. Personally, I'd tell you, I, uh, <clears throat> I took some advice from my great, great, great grandmother years ago, and I really, I just married up. I found somebody that was extremely wealthy, and I sort of saddled up to her, and uh, bless you. And uh, really, it was just, for me, that was the goal. It's just to find comfort in life so that I can really dedicate all of my being, every single ounce of my soul, to winning auditions. That's a great idea. Wow. So, so much insight learned here today on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I, I wish you luck at all the rest of your auditions this year, which I'm sure you'll win at least half. Sean, thank you very much. I don't need your luck. All I need <clears throat> is a really good read. I happen to have one. Uh, everybody knows I'm very, very superstitious. And basically what I do is after I win an audition, I break the leg off of the chair that I actually sat on for the audition. And I whittle the next read for my next audition from that chair leg. It served me well over time. Now I've tried some of these synthetic reads <clears throat> and the ledger A's, they work beautifully. But for me, I really find that I just, if I handcraft that read, if I whittle it, and I usually whittle it on the airplane with my uh, reed knife as I'm going from audition to audition, uh, I really break it in, take out my clarinet right on the plane and I really just give her because it's at high altitude and I know I'm gonna get a great read out of it. That's good enough for me. Wonderful. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't quickly ask you about some playing advice for, for, for different people taking auditions. <clears throat> you know, really, I think if you really want to win auditions, first of all, don't go to one that I'm going to be at. But more important than that, I think that, that the really the important thing to do is just to be yourself. You know, I got great advice years ago from somebody who said, you know, if you want to really make it, just get an iPod, load it up with music, and just hit the practice rooms. And I gotta say, that's really fared me well. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, and I—I uh, I guess you don't need luck, but maybe you'll take uh, a little bit of—I um, don't know. How, how about I pound it out? High there we five. go. There All we right. go. Oh. <laughs> what do you give the person who needs no luck? I suppose, right? Thanks, Sean. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Clarinet Podcast. Show notes for this and all other episodes can be found at clarinet.com. While you're there, don't forget to join our email newsletter for free updates, exclusive offers, and a chance to win giveaways. Guests' requests, listener feedback, and comments can be sent to feedback at clarinet.com. Special thank you to our season sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Don't forget to check out their new show, Don't Blow It, on Instagram, and also try a box of their new reserve clarinet reads next time you're at the music store. Clarinet is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the ongoing production of this independently produced program by donating to our Patreon at clarinet.com support. Supporters get early access to extended ad-free regular podcasts and exclusive access to patron-only episodes and live events. This program was produced and hosted by me, Sean Perrin in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Music performed by Michael Lowenstern. Debate episodes co-hosted by Andrew Morrow. 
Audio editing by Brian Chappells. And copy editing by Megan Taylor. That's all for now. Be sure to tune in next time for more of what's new and neat with clarinet with the neatest people in the industry on the Clarinet Podcast.